0: I was introduced to pornography at a young age, the same time while well, I grew up in a Christian home. Real life starts now.
1: This is Real Life Radio Show. With On I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person and his name is Jesus. And now your host, Onley. Hi, this is evangelist Onley. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today we're going to be talking about struggling with porn addiction and how that addiction can negatively affect those who call themselves Christians. Today, we'll have Abraham Langford, who struggled with porn, unclean thoughts, all at the same time growing up in a Christian family. Now, I often hear people say that they are Christian, but what does being a Christian mean? Is it being a good person, knowing about God, or is it something more than that? Today, Abraham Langford will be able to shed some light on the subject. Abraham, welcome to the show.
0: It's a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Awesome. Abraham, I'm so glad to have you on our show as well. You are such a blessing, brother. Now, from my understanding, you grew up in a fairly Christian home, like you were raised to be a Christian, but somehow you were introduced to pornographic films. What happened?
0: Well, around the age of five years old, I remember distinctly a family member of mine bringing into my grandmother's trailer a black garbage bag. It was full of movies that he had bought for only a dollar at a yard sale. My grandmother was a very hard worker. She hardly even watched any television. And so that day, I remember her emptying the bag and she filled her bookshelf with all the VHS tapes that she had that day. And I remember going there one night, just kind of bored and wanting to pick out a movie, I had no idea what XXX meant, but it was on many of the movies. And so I picked that tape up, took it to the front, put it in the VHS player, and my eyes and my mind were exposed for the very first time in my life to hardcore porn. Oh my gosh. And from that moment, I was completely hooked on pornography.
1: How old were you during that time?
0: Just five years old.
1: Oh my gosh. So you're watching XXX, you have no clue, you're just looking for something to watch, and grandma's so busy, she didn't spend the time to really sift through that. So how did that affect you throughout your life as a young man?
0: Well, initially, I remember feeling that somebody was always looking. And so I began to hide my guilt and my shame. Mm. I remember trying to keep my addiction a secret to everybody. And then some things began to happen in my heart where I began to curse and even have violent thoughts at times that would come to my mind. I remember laying in bed at night and I would feel sometimes an evil presence all around me. At times I would even feel choked And I wouldn't even be able to breathe lying on the bed. I was very traumatized. And I began even wetting the bed and lived with a daily sense of torment in my heart.
1: Wow. At this point, though, you see yourself as a Christian. Like, I'm a Christian. I'm in a Christian family. Like, how did it feel having those things happen all at the same time?
0: Well, I grew up in a Christian home. Mom and dad were radically saved. Mm. But for me personally, I had called upon the Lord at a young age and I asked him to be my savior. Actually, I was trying to escape hell. Mm. I had prayed to keep me from going to hell, but really there was no assurance in my heart that I was a believer.
1: Right, because at the same time you're exposed to pornography, you're always thinking about it. Right. You're always getting into it. It really caused this strain in your life where you probably were like, Yeah, I'm a Christian. But then secretly you're like, No, I'm not. Right.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I was really confused inside. I Mm -hmm. prayed to have my sins forgiven. And I did that often, even every night. But I was clearly living a double life. I was living in bondage and under an immense sense of condemnation in my heart.
1: Wow. So basically, when you say that, you mean you were strapped to those thoughts? the pornography and things like that. So let me ask you a question. You get older and you get married, Mm -hmm. you know? But I understand all these thoughts from the past really caused some torment in the first three years of your marriage. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I loved my wife. We were, in fact, high school sweethearts. The first few years of our marriage were extremely challenging, though. Mm -hmm. I was not the man that she thought I was and that I desperately wanted to be. And there were many times that I was unfaithful in my mind and my thought life. And so I would lie to her at times to cover up what I was doing inside internally. Mm -hmm. And I always felt as if I was wearing a mask hiding from the truth.
1: Wow. But then at this moment, like she's a Christian, though, right? She is like a strong Christian who you married. And then yes. she's thinking you're a strong Christian coming into this marriage. Yeah. So there's that problem, that issue. Now, were you trying to like perform as a Christian? Like it's kind of like look one way, say the right things, that kind of thing. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was trying to conform to a standard set by Christians. And literally, I was under condemnation because I could never measure up.
1: Oh, man. So, you probably even felt that earlier on in your marriage. Like, she's like, what the heck? What's this? And you're like, well, I'm trying,
0: (laughs) right? Exactly. I definitely felt that. And at times, you know, she was wondering why it wasn't easier for me to be free. Mm. But there were seeds of thoughts and things that went in my heart as a young boy that now were coming out inside of me. And it wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. I needed desperate help at this time in my marriage and in my life personally.
1: Now, did your wife know you were struggling with those kind of impure thoughts and emotions during the marriage?
0: Yes. Eventually, I told her everything. Wow. I wanted to be open with her because not only was I struggling inside in the guilt and shame, but also I didn't want to lie to her. She was precious to me. And I wanted to be honest. Initially, when I told her that I had unclean thoughts, she was devastated. She knew that wasn't the person that she had dated and wanted mm-hmm. to spend the rest of her life with. Right. And I remember her looking at me one night and just saying, you're not the man that I married. And
1: those words just oh devastated my, my heart. Gosh. Wow. So she was devastated. She said things and it devastated you. So what was the changing point for you? And how did that happen?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. I wanted so bad to be free from sin. There came a point where I was willing to try anything, even if it meant leaving Christianity. Wow. i was so hungry for freedom that I began reading through books of the Bible every day. My appetite was increasing every day just for freedom. Uh, One day I remember falling on my face in the middle of the woods and I cried out to God, God, if you're so powerful, then why can't you change me? And I'll never forget that night that my life was changed. I was actually reading through the book of Romans and I saw Mm. that I was no better than anybody else. Mm. I knew that I was an unrighteous man. And because of that, I was under the wrath of God. And then I saw something in the scriptures that I had never seen before. It was called the free gift of righteousness. I continued to read the word of God that night until I came to the book of Romans chapter five. And I read these words that changed my entire life. And this is what it says. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many would be made righteous. And that night, my eyes were opened by the grace of God. I knew that it took only one man. And that was Adam, our first father to make me unrighteous because of his original sin. Mm -hmm. And through only one man, Jesus's obedience, I could be made righteous. And that night I received the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And for the first Mm -hmm. time in my life, I knew that God was my father and I was his son.
1: So basically that was the night where you really encountered Jesus because, you know, it's hard because like when you grow up in a Christian family, you do get these expectations. And so what I'm hearing from you is you were trying to perform those expectations all your life. Yes. But you failed. It was too hard. Is that right?
0: 100%. And I think a lot of people are going through those same expectations that are placed on them. They're trying to conform to a standard that only Jesus met.
1: Wow. So deep inside, though, you would profess and tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian and I believe all these things. But at the same time, you have never encountered the power to be set free from the sin. So, what happened when you encountered that righteousness where basically you literally accepted the blood of Jesus into your life? It sounds like you accepted the true gospel, which is, hey, listen, you can't do it. That's why I came to die for you, (laughs) you know? Yes. That's the true gospel. What happened in your life? What happened to those lustful thoughts and all those things?
0: You yeah, know, well, there was a war going on inside of me, inside of my mind, inside of my heart mm. before I received his gift of righteousness. Mm. It seemed like no matter how hard I tried, I was still in bondage to sin. Right. I didn't realize that as I was trying to keep the law, I was under the law. Mm. And the apostle Paul actually said in the book of Romans chapter seven, this is what he said, alluding to that very thought. He said, so the trouble is not with the law for it is spiritual and good, but the trouble is with me, for I am all too human. I'm a slave to sin. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Mm -hmm. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree with the law that it is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin that is living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. And I don't want to do what is wrong but I do it anyway. I have discovered this principle. This is what he said of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Mm. And the Bible says that Jesus came to fulfill the law we all have broken. On the cross, he became sin for us who knew no sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And this is how God revealed his grace to me. He gave me what I didn't deserve, his own son's righteousness.
1: Wow. So basically, instead of trying to do it, You just let God do it through you, is what I'm hearing from you. Is that right?
0: That's exactly right. Yeah, I realized that He had done it on the cross already, and that's exactly what Jesus meant when He said, it is finished. Wow. He did what I could not do.
1: Abraham, I'm so happy that you came on today, and I'm confident that God has an incredible journey for you in your life. You will impact others in the process. Abraham, thanks so much for coming on to the show.
0: Sure, thank you.
1: Don't go away. I have something to share with you right after this break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today, and how He can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month,
0: 7 7 7.
1: More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? This is a good example of how pornography use can negatively affect a marriage. Why? Well, because we were never intended to see a whole bunch of naked people who aren't our spouses. Let me explain. It isn't the original design according to ancient scriptures. The first marriage on earth didn't have anyone except Adam and Eve. They had a unique love for each other. They were designed for each other. That original model is the model we are to have today. But with pornography, it's something that takes away from that original model. And it can cause marriage issues. You might ask how? Well, it's easy. Sex in the bounds of marriage means that a couple is trying to fulfill that with one another. But pornography doesn't help that. It takes away. How? Well, look closely. See, we all have desire, and there's a portion of our desire for a fulfilling love life. But when porn is introduced, those desires are moved away from that spouse, and new desires are birthed for people who look differently than your spouse. So then sex no longer becomes fulfilling because the desire has been reallocated or twisted to someone else. So the sex will no longer have that original design with your spouse. Lord God, I'm praying for the person who has maybe said, gosh, I've dealt with that. I've done that. And I didn't realize I'm affecting my marriage. I'm affecting my relationship. Lord, we repent of those things. We turn away from those things. But Lord Jesus, we need your forgiveness. Bring us back to how you intended marriage to be. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. Hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on
0: Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.